This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Chuck Cassie checks in from Leech Lake and tells us all about hard water fishing on that big body of water. We hear from Chuck next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, we're checking in with uh, Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures in the softwater season and Leech Lake Fish House Rentals in the hardwater season. And Chuck, uh, hardwater season has been a little bit dicey this year, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we have okay conditions right now. We have enough ice. Um, we've got a, a little bit of snow that creates a headache here and there, but for the most part, um, we're in pretty good shape now. We could we could use a little bit of cold weather to firm things up, but uh, it's tough to complain about 25 to 30 degree highs every day in the middle of January. That is, yeah, that uh, seems like that would be a dumb thing to do, uh, considering some of the Januarys we had in the past. But, you know, we were off to such a great start. The bite was good. The ice was firming up nicely. It looked like it was going to be great. And then all that snow came. And it's just been kind of catch up since then, and often, as we've mentioned, frustrating sometimes to try to get out and get those houses moved around. Yeah, we we got the snow at the the worst possible time. You know, any any time we start to get a, a decent ice base, and then you throw a foot of snow on it, that's that's going to cause some issues. And and I mean, there's there's things that happened. I guess were positives. From that, if you if you want to look at the bright side, for example, Walker Bay um, maybe only had five to, to seven inches of ice at the time when we got all that snow. Well, what it did was actually push that ice down and, and created a bunch of flooding. Um, and then we got that nice little cold snap uh, right after Christmas, and things really firmed up out there. Um, you can pretty much drive a, a vehicle almost wherever you want to go out there now there's there's really no snow it's it's kind of frozen up and now walker bay is actually probably pretty close if not surpassed the the big part of the lake on leech for for ice depths wow and uh and so what are we seeing out there as far as action this year how has the bite been uh right now the the walleye bite has been a little bit slow um, especially out on the, the big part of the lake where we have our rentals. Um, but the perch bite has been strong to, to really strong, which is, which is a nice thing. Um, last year it actually, it took us a little bit to, to find the perch bite and, uh, they were just kind of a little bit deeper than we expected them to be. But 
this year we seem to have uh, kind of picked up on them early, and uh, it, it's been really, really good so far this year. Okay, and you know, um, ice fishing is something that has really, really taken off in the last several years. I mean, you know, ever since I can remember, people have ice fished, but it has become uh, a really, really big part of fishing. And in fact, on some lakes, uh, the biggies, uh, Red and uh, Lake of the Woods for sure, I know that in a lot of winters there's more pressure during ice fishing season than there is during soft water season. For sure, yeah, and I mean we're we're seeing it here on on Leech Lake too. I mean, Walker Bay has always had a fair amount of fish houses, um, you know, out out on the lake. There, a lot of local fishermen, a lot of people coming through town for hockey games or snowmobiling, etc. Um, but now we've got let's see, one, two, three, four of the you know somewhat major resorts on the the big part of the lake that are out plowing roads, uh, plowing pre-made slips to pull into for people using those roads, getting the new areas. Um, it, it takes a whole team of people to, to make that happen, but everyone's kind of picking up on that. And we're seeing a lot of increased traffic here now over the last couple of years um, that are using the, the big part of the lake, which quite frankly, you just couldn't get to a lot of areas out there in years past because, you know, you didn't have resorts plowing roads or, or providing public access to some of these areas. So we've, we've really seen it take off on Leech Lake as well. Well, and of course, uh, one of the things that has helped are the fancy houses that are very comfortable and sleepable and have, you know, big screen TVs and, uh, you know, you get a lot of, uh, maybe, um, families where the kids would not have been interested and maybe the spouses would not have been interested. Now they're all going out there because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, you're back in the 1800s. It's, it's funny. It's, uh, you know, we have customers show up and, and we meet them on shore and, and bring them out to the, to the house that they're renting and the heat's already on, the holes are drilled, you know, everything's set up so that you can literally get out of your car and walk into what I would call a, a living room with holes in the floor that you're going <laughs> to fish out of. And you got these people who are bundled up in their car hearts and, and winter ice fishing bibs and, you know, dressed like they're going to be cold for a few hours before things start happening and and they walk in and instantly they start taking off the hats and the gloves and stuff like that and uh yeah just with all the advancements in the technology of fish houses and what you can do and what you can do easier and and have things ready quicker it uh that's that's really changed uh changed the game quite a bit so how often do you move your houses around in the winter uh, we move them all the time. After, if we have people into our fish houses for one day, um, we're we're moving them the next day. the The last thing you want to do is pull up to a fish house that looks like it's been fished in for a month, um, you know, and and dirty and stuff around it. So we're constantly moving our fish houses um, after every group. Okay. Um, and, and of course, that's that's really the key to to um, you know fishing 
soft water or otherwise is you got to be mobile. You got to be able to get those uh, houses where the fish are, and of course, sometimes uh, ice ice depth and ice sickness might uh, might prevent you from getting to where you really want to go. For sure, yeah. And how far do you want to make a road? Last, I mean, it's sometimes it becomes a matter of you know how hard it is to get to a certain spot or. Um, you know, what's the weather going to do in the next few days and all those things kind of dictate where and when we put houses. But this year we've, we've been pretty lucky and, uh, we've been able to, uh, get with, with somewhat ease kind of just about anywhere we want to go. So, um, yeah, we've got houses all over the Northwest side of the big part of Leech Lake right now. One of the uh, interesting things about Leech Lake is for years and years and years, uh, Leech Lake had the uh, the um, uh, eel pout festival. And uh, now all of a sudden, eel pout is like the the new favorite fish of, of winter uh, hard water season. Right. We get every year we get more and more people who are, you know, they either they, they show up saying, man, I hope I hope I catch an eel pout or we get, you know, specific groups of renters that have come. Uh, the last few years and that that's all they really care to fish so we'll we'll put a, a a house on you know maybe a different spot than normal but um yeah that's that's really been taken off the last few years as people are learning more about them and how to clean them and how to cook them and it's kind of uh kind of started as a i don't know almost like a fad but now it's i mean we're we're a few years into it now so it's it's a real thing well it- when Ken Bresley started that thing all those years ago, I mean, it was a joke. That was a fun little joke, and now, now he's like yep. a prophet. It was a it was a folk festival. It, it, it it's funny to see, you know, where it started and and where it is now. Yeah. Well, and and I've been told I've never had it, but I've been told you you know you clean it out right and you cook it right. It's absolutely delicious. Basically, from from what I know, and again being allergic to fish which i think we've maybe talked about yep. before so i've never actually had the opportunity to try it but from what i know basically it is freshwater cod is yeah. is what it is yeah and and i hear they're actually quite fun to catch oh yeah they fight yeah they fight you almost know instantly when you have one on and then getting them up the hole and and out of the hole and into the fish house is three quarters of the battle so when will I mean obviously early ice is if you if it's thick enough early ice is is primo um, when does the next good bite happen during the ice fishing season? Um, right now we're we're seeing the walleye bites starting to slow up a little bit um, with the snow on the ice. We've had a lot of cloudy days. There's I don't know if it's a an oxygen thing in the water, but it's just kind of something that happens every year around this time is. The walleye bite starts to get a little bit tougher. Um, as the days get longer, as we get into February, typically that's when we see our perch bite uh, start to take off a little more. However, it hasn't seemed to, to necessarily go that route. I mean, it can it can get better. I, I hope it gets better, but it's been pretty good already. So we're, we're hoping to see a, a really good perch bite here that month of February. And, um, of course, in the areas we are, there's all kinds of pike to catch. Um, a lot of them are in that protected slot, but they are down there constantly. They seem to, they seem to be pretty active all year until the season closes. So 
there's kind of just different targets, I guess, at different times of the winter of of what we try to stay on top of just so that everyone's having action of, of some type, you know, catching some type of species. Absolutely. You know, um, you mentioned the perch, and that's been a concern statewide as, as perch numbers seem to have gotten to be fewer and fewer in a number of waters. Um, I know there was some talk about it on Unleash a few years ago, some concern, but uh, the last I heard, um, the last few years have been pretty good for perch. Yeah, and that was that was part of the the reasoning for relaxing that protected slot that we had um, on walleyes out here for many years was the the amount of perch in the system kept going up, and the result of relaxing the slot would hopefully increase the quality of perch and it it seems to be working um so far the the numbers seem to be more and more every year as well but we are seeing more quality perch now the last couple years than maybe we saw five six years ago um and i know cast lake just up the road is is seeing similar effects to that um man i i fished i fished cast quite a bit this fall and and the perch bite out there was just it was amazing, and once once you get on them, they just don't stop, and all of them seem to be keeper sized. So, that's a that's a really good thing for for both bodies of water in the area, and uh, the opportunity to go after them, whether it be open water or, or hard water season, is is right there for a lot of anglers on on just those two lakes alone. Well, there's there's so many things that having a healthy perch population is important for not just I mean economically and and for that that ice water bite or that uh, uh, ice fishing bite and, you know, even the fall bite, um, that's cool, that's needed. But for the ecosystem of the lake, I mean, it's it's such a vital food for so many species. For sure. There, you, look at the, you look at the food chain of the lake, and most of the time it, it starts with the, the yellow perch cones in, in a lot of these bigger lakes. So it's a vital, vital factor into to keeping these lakes to, into – you know, top producers of of walleyes and bass and muskies and and even jumbo perch. It's it's a, a huge factor, all things considered. Chuck Hansey joining me on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. A lot more from Chuck to come next. Hi, this is Chuck Hasse on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi. This is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at Becoming a Fishing Legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. 
I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in with Chuck, Chuck Hazzy of Leech Lake Ice Fishing Rentals and Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Is there anything new out there uh, as far as baits or lures going that, that uh, you're finding very uh, very effective on uh, hard water? And is there anything that you've spotted in your studying that you're looking forward to trying in the soft water season? Off the top of my head, nothing nothing crazy. Um, of course, we're all trying to keep up with, with the electronics world <laughs> and everything, and there seems to be new tweaks to things now that are out there that we are always trying to stay on top of. Um, baits, I mean, there's new baits every year. Uh, I have been, in the last year or so, been using a lot more um, artificial or, or plastic-type baits, especially ice fishing, and just experimenting with with different things and different sizes and different brands and trying to see, you know, what will work what will actually keep up with the, you know, live bait bite, um, what maybe provides a little bit better quality on your, on your catches versus numbers, um, that type of thing. So plastics, I guess, and that's not a new thing out there, but there's always new plastics to try, and some of them seem to work um, a lot more than others, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head on on anything that I know of that's really coming out here this spring. They haven't made any announcements yet, but usually at like iCast or something, and I forget when that is, if it's February or late February, the, the big fishing show, they release a lot of that stuff. So it, it provides a lot of anticipation for the spring and open water. Um, but they usually hold those pretty tight, pretty tight to their chest until they can actually, actually release those things. And of course, you mentioned electronics. Let's take that off the table. Uh, besides electronics, uh, is there anything, any innovation you've seen in the last ten, fifteen years that have really has really changed the way you fish and your success rate? Um, just, I mean, equipment overall. Um, rods reels there's always fine tuning i'm always fine tuning line size stuff like that experimenting with different things um rod quality there's there's tons and tons of different rods out there now a lot of a lot of what people are using and moving to are quote unquote custom rods i guess where you know actions and lengths and um things like that are being built to specific requests or you know feel to customers who who maybe instead of buying a a rod off the shelf at your big box store you know holds that rod and says man i really wish this was a little bit longer or a little bit heavier action or a little bit lighter action well now you've got you've got rod builders out there that are listening and and making those types of things um, which which really seems to uh, be successful in, in what they're doing. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else. I mean, there's constantly, um, we fish a lot of bobbers now. I guess I'd, I'd bring this up. There's the, the bobber struggle in the fishing world is, I'll just call it a, a not a problem, 
<laughs> there, there's certain bobbers with with the advancements of electronics and a lot of people using bobbers now that um, there's things like bobber shortages or you find a bobber that works and you know you lose a couple of them and and then you can't find them anymore and and things such as simple as like bobber stops now there's you know a, a bobber stop on a simple slip bobber setup um you'd think is just something you can buy anywhere well there's a million different bobber stops out there now and some of them are waxed some of them are too thick some of them are too thin getting back to the the custom rod angle a lot of the new custom rods have smaller eyelets so now a lot of these simple things such as bobber stops the the nylon bobber stops that you use when you cinch those they don't like to go through those those micro diameter guides so then you've got to find a different bobber stop so there's always things out there um you know i've got a few things that i i kind of am setting my ways on but you're always listening to guys using different bobbers or different rods or this combo works with that combo so stuff like that i guess is it seems small but uh can be a a huge part of uh your success when you're depending on how you fish it really is amazing when you think about it you know like we said we all of a sudden eel pot are these popular fish to catch now you know bobbers are back in style and hip um you know how long before cane poles are back in style and hip Right. Someone will find an advantage for them at some point, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I think they will. <laughs> yep. Well, listen, if, if somebody does want to give it a try this winter and do some ice fishing on uh, Leech Lake, how do they go about renting a house and getting set up? Yeah, you can uh, you can go to our website. It's leechlakefishhouserental.com. Uh, we do have a business number, and that is 218 820 Three six four zero, or you can always call me on my cell, and that's two one eight two eight nine one three eight three. All right, before I let you go, got to do a fast five. All right, what's up? Fast five. Question number one: What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Um, I would say it was roughly in the hundred and forty to hundred and fifty pound class. Uh, tarpon fishing down in Florida a couple couple springs ago. That's a big fish. Yeah, that one was a fun one. How long was that battle? Uh, close to a half an hour. Wow. <laughs> That's a yep. long time. I was tired. When I was done, I said, take me to shore. I can't catch another one. <laughs> All right. Question number two. I know the answer, but I need to hear you say it. Vikings or Packers? Well, unfortunately, it's Vikings. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Vikings fan, but I think we've talked about this before as well. You kind of just get used to the to the misery, so it's another year. Yeah. Do you think it should be illegal for Green Bay Packers sportswear to be, be worn in Minnesota? 1,000%. Yeah, I think we need to push the legislature on that one, for sure. Correct, yep. All right, uh, question number three. What's your favorite critter to hunt? Uh, white-tailed deer. You're, you're a traditionalist. Yeah, I, I like to archery hunt. I guide up until the end of October, close to the end of October, and then uh, 
I like to take a little bit of time off, and, and I love to bow hunt. So Very cool. All right. Question number four. I'm interested in this one. What would you say is the greatest sporting event of your life? Of my life? Yeah. That I've participated in or watched or... Well, okay, let's go with participated in. Um, when I was 17, we won a state baseball tournament in the state of North Dakota. Nice. Where, where did you go to high school in North Dakota? Um, I grew up right on the border. I actually lived in Minnesota, but a, a really, really small area, um, Campbellton to Fairmount. And Fairmount was in North Dakota. We consolidated with them for sports. And the boys played North Dakota sports and the girls played Minnesota sports. Oh, really? I did not know that. Okay. And, and now, actually, that school is consolidated because we were close to South Dakota. Um, they're consolidated with Ross Holt, South Dakota, so they are called Tri-State. And I believe they all play South Dakota sports now. Oh, uh, okay, then uh, well, how about the, the greatest sporting event of your life, uh, you know, that you've witnessed, national, international, whatever? Um, I mean, I was old enough. I mean, I was 10 the last time the Twins won the World Series. I remember watching it, so I, I guess that's the only thing we as Minnesotans have, so we probably have to call it that one. Wait a minute, are you telling me you weren't alive for the Miracle on Ice? Uh, let's see, what year did that happen? 1980. I was not alive for the Miracle on Ice. Oh my God, I am so bleeping old. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I was negative, I was negative one. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say outside of Miracle on Ice, 91 World Series would certainly be, uh, be the biggie in my life as well. All right. Uh, I was yeah, because I was what seventeen, something like that. Miracle on Ice, yeah. I've watched, I've watched, you know the 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 replays, and I've seen a lot of the video and in the movies. Great, I can I can see where that would be a big one. Oh, it was it was it was it was unbelievable. It really was. Yep. All right, question number five. What is the best candy bar? I'm gonna have to go with. I'm a big, and this is kind of, kind of off the grid, but I really like score bars. Score bars. The little thin one. They kind of look like a heat bar, but they're super thin. Yep. Yep. Okay. Lean and mean. Yeah. All right. And then the bonus question: What is your New Year's hunting and/or fishing resolution? More of it. <laughs> Short and I don't simple. Know how much more I can fit in, but yeah, we, there's always there's always a goal there. So we'll we'll find out what the breaking point is one of these years. <laughs> right. Oh, great to have him on the show. He is Chuck Hazzy of uh, Leisure Outdoor Adventures in the Softwater Season and Leech Lake Fish House Rental in the Hardwater Season. Hey, I suppose some people are starting to book for the spring. So how do they go about doing that for a uh, softwater season? Yeah, it's it's already happening. Um, you can contact me for that. That one's easy. Just uh, give me a call or, or shoot me a text. Um, right now, being on the ice, sometimes text even works better. Um, we're driving around plowing a lot and stuff. Uh, but again, my cell is 218-289-1383. All right. Chuck Hazzy, great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time, as always. Anytime, Kev. Well, we got some great podcasts coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to hear from Bruce Jean, the fishing machine. 
Jason Durham's coming our way, and Mandy Urich is down the pike as well. That's it for this time around. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Pop on in country.